2: Live from the Outkick Studios. Wake up on the West Coast. I hope all of you are having a fantastic start to your Tuesday. Right off the top, let me tell you, the Triller Fight Club event is happening soon on April 17th with Jake Paul squaring off against Ben Askren. And you have the opportunity right now to win a free trip to Atlanta to be there live for Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. Enter today for a chance to win. Airfare for two people, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the ultra-exclusive event by going to FoxSportsRadio.com. Join celebrity royalty like Snoop Dogg, Pete Davidson, Dixie, and others. Plus, be one of only 200 fans to see top performers like Justin Bieber, the Black Keys, uh, Doja Cat, Diplo, and more. Enter and get rules at FoxSportsRadio.com. By April 6th, that's today, that's FoxSportsRadio.com. You know, it's kind of crazy Uh, Danny G, who is uh, currently on quarantine, seems like he's uh, maybe exploiting a loophole. He traveled to Denver to watch the L.A. Dodgers play against Colorado Rockies. And then he flew back and he was like, man, according to iHeart protocols in the Fox Sports Radio, Sherman Oaks and California uh, Studios protocol, I have to be home in quarantine now for a week because I traveled to go uh, out of L.A., And I'm like, well, yeah, you knew what the protocol rules were before you went to go watch a baseball game in Denver when you could have just waited a few days and watched the Dodgers play in person and you wouldn't have had to quarantine at all. So it feels like a loophole is being played here, but I bring this up because I'm like, some of these artists now, I don't even know if I pronounced their name right, and Danny G texted me and he was like, hey, you hit those names right on Monday's show so there you go, superstar. Uh, as we roll through the Tuesday edition of the program, props to Baylor. I know there's going to be a lot of discussion about the fact that Gonzaga was not able to complete their perfect season. They lost in the final game of the year. They will finish 31-1, and the first team to lose the championship game for their only loss of the season season. Since 1979, Indiana State. The only other team to do it, 1961, Ohio State. If you watched the way they gathered around each other, it was certainly a bitter pill to swallow for the Zags who were trying to join Indiana as the first undefeated team in college basketball since 1976. They weren't able to do that, and already... On social media last night after the game, I could see a ton of people taking to the Twitter streets to argue that Gonzaga was overrated. They didn't play in a major conference, uh and this was to be expected from them based on that fact. I don't buy into this at all. They have now been to two different championship games. They've lost both of them. Baylor came out and shot white hot, five for five from three, took control of this game, got up double digits basically right out of the gate, and Gonzaga never really was able to answer that. They cut it to 10 at the half, got it to nine early in the second half, never got closer, and this game was in no way, the highlight, look, of the NCAA tournament 2021 was the game between UCLA and the Zags. I think it's going to be the game that's most remembered. Jalen Suggs rising up and hitting that three will be a moment that I believe lives an iconic infamy for a long time uh, because I think a lot of people are going to forget about exactly what happened in the national title game. Not Baylor fans. Because while a lot of attention is going to be paid to what ended up happening to Gonzaga and the fact that they lost with a chance to forever stamp their team with certainly the patina of NCAA tournament immortality if they could have gone undefeated for the first time in 45 years. I don't want to underrate what Scott Drew accomplished in leading the Baylor Bears to a championship. And I want to hit you with some of these stats And by the way, Petros Papadakis is going to join us in the next segment, as he always does. I'm sure we'll have a fun visit with him, but I want to hit you with some of these stats. In particular, Baylor, when Scott Drew took over, had been to four NCAA tournaments. In their history as a basketball program, the most recent one had come in 1988 And they had been to one NCAA tournament since 1950 when Scott Drew took over in 2003. So that means in over 50 years of basketball history, Baylor had been to one NCAA tournament. And that wasn't it. Scott Drew also took over Baylor. In the immediate aftermath of one of the most sordid and disgraceful stories in the history of college basketball, a player was murdered at Baylor and the coach was fired for lying about that murder. So not only was Scott Drew taking over a program that had been to one NCAA tournament in over 50 years, He was taking over a program that had the stain of a player murder and the fact that the coach had been involved in some way in minimizing what the basketball team's role might have been in their knowledge of that entire sordid situation. And the team was in such rough space and place that for the first four years that Scott Drew was at Baylor, the Bears finished either 11th or 12th in the Big 12. They had losing records the first four years that Scott Drew was there, and it wasn't barely losing records. It was ugly losing records. And I'm sure Scott Drew thought to himself at some times, Man, am I ever going to be able to get this thing turned around? Because I want you to think about this Big 12 conference play record, 3 and 13, 1 and 15. So think about this for a minute. After his first two full seasons at Baylor, Scott Drew was 4 and 28 in conference games. And then he followed it up the next year going 4 and 12, which got him 12th in the uh in the big 12 and 4 and 12 in year four where it got him to 11th place and then he broke through and made the ncaa tournament in 2008 then made a run to the elite eight which suggested hey maybe the ceiling is pretty high here in 2010 made another run to the elite eight in 2012 and then uh, didn't get back for a while. You wondered if he was going to be able to get them back to the next level. And then they found a way to win the championship this year going 28-2, and 13-1 overall and winning a championship. So to me, what is really amazing about this is this is one of the all-time most impressive coaching accomplishments to get to a championship that has ever existed in major college sports, football or men's basketball. You just don't see that many teams winning their first championships in especially where they've basically gone 50 years without being able to contend for a championship. And so, in fact, if you look back at all the teams that have won championships – it almost doesn't happen that you even have a new champion very often, right? So I believe the last team to win a championship for the first time in college basketball was Florida back in 2006 and 2007, because most of the time it's the usual suspects. I mean, just think about this. Teams that have won the championship since Florida did it, Uh Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, Yukon, Kentucky, Louisville, Connecticut, Duke, Villanova, UNC, Villanova, Virginia, and now Baylor. First team to win a first championship since all the way back to Florida in 2006. And prior to that, I believe you'd have to go scrolling through, scrolling through all the way back to Arkansas in 1994 as a team that won their first championship pretty incredible accomplishment Scott Drew while some people are going to focus on the Zags I think Baylor is the incredible story here this is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis
1: dot rack.com slash sports tire rack.com the way tire buying should be to Petros Papadakis at the old P
2: Petros and money show and I want to start off with this you have roundly ridiculed me for the idea of a bubble yet another somewhat bubble has successfully been completed the NCAA tournament after not happening last year it managed to all get played in the Indianapolis area. What say you, Petros Papadakis, about this overall success
3: story? I got to hold that L. I, yeah. I got to hold it. I got to embrace it close to my chest, between my pecs, and <laughs> against my sternum and, and hold it. You had the original bubble idea. I acted as if it was stupid. Because I love hot dogs and vendors too much to let them go. And micheladas and stadium overpriced apparel. All of those things. I just I couldn't see a world without them. But the forethinking Clay Travis and happy birthday, by the way, Clay.
2: Thank you. I can't believe you knew it was my birthday. I know everything, Clay. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of impressive that you knew that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure Oracle. my kids are going to remember that it's uh, that it's my birthday when I get them out of uh, bed to take them to school as soon as this show is over. And uh, you, very o- Oracle-like, have been pretty flawless here in remembering it. Do you know what the Do Oracle was? Uh, the Oracle of Delphi, right? Great. Right, Delphi. Good. Yeah. Is it Delphi Good. or Delphi? I've always called it's, it the Oracle of Delphi. Am I mispronouncing it?
3: Yeah, well, you know, you're not. I mean, it's Greek, so yes, you know, Greek to me. You mispronounce my name all day. I mean, I'm. I, I don't want to. I'm not going to sound like one of those douchebag reporters who's like, "There's a tornado in El Paso," you know. I'm, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's Delphi. Yeah, I've been there too, and uh, it's an amazing place to visit. It's not far from Athens, and the Oracle was like a lady, and they got her super high. And she took in the uh, the fumes that they uh, they burned under her. And then she told you your future. What was the drug that they would get her high with? I don't know. Some Do you kind know? of herb concoction. Yeah, Probably the reefers. Yeah, I have no
2: idea. And, of course, I bet a huge percentage of people listening to us have not heard of the Oracle at Delphi or Delphi. But I bet they have heard of the Oracle from The Matrix, which is probably more famous, don't you think, than the... Uh, no, uh,
3: it's not more famous because that's it. there's only been like 20 years that the Oracle and The Matrix ex- existed. I mean, with or- I, with my
2: audience and I bet your audience in L.A., I bet the, uh, the Oracle from The Matrix is more famous.
3: Yeah, or Oracle Arena in Oakland. I oh, mean, I didn't I even love- think about that. Yeah. i i I, that's larry
2: ellison's company oracle i never even made the uh the connection there
3: yeah he likes to sail Uh, he's one of the richest men in the world yeah i i'm sorry i shouldn't have gotten us down this road but yes happy birthday you're a river to your people you have a wolfman like look, uh, the gray beard <laughs> looks great on TV, makes you look wise, and you're fearless in your ways and happy birthday. Love coming on the show. You know what I'm show. doing?
2: Do you know what I'm doing to celebrate my birthday?
3: I would imagine you're going to tour your palatial uh, ranch like estate in Tennessee. <laughs> no, and, I, you know, h- hug your toned lovely wife and celebrate with your seven uh, sons, or however yeah, many Yeah. Uh,
2: no, what I am going to do is it is opening day for Little League. And so I am in the uh, position now of, uh, I'm an assistant coach, as I have been for several years. So my six-year-old has an uh, opening uh, game, and my 10-year-old have opening games at exactly the, the same time.
3: Yeah. So uh,
2: I am going to uh, to be hitting that. So I'm pretty excited about that cuz last year's spring baseball season little league we practiced like four or five times and then the season just got, you know, pulled right out from underneath us. My, and we may not have even practiced uh, probably four or five times. And then, you know, the everything got shut down and so we didn't get to play and uh you know what, honestly, you can see there's a lot of kids that are not surprisingly way behind where I think they would have been if they had played a uh, a season last year but I'm hopeful that uh, everybody's going to be getting back into uh, back into the you know s- sort of system for lack of a better way of describing it and uh, I'm pretty
3: excited to get rolling. Well, if there's such a thing as big time high school football, I think I told you that yeah, I've been Yeah, you guys are back it. running. Yeah. Yeah, and I uh, called an inspirational game on, on Saturday in the Inland Empire. I mean, it was so much fun. I mean it's like a coming of age movie every weekend for me with this with these games. I feel like Judd Nelson, you know, with my fist up after the Breakfast Club when I leave and all the all the people are so gracious and fun, but you know, they've they've had a, a lot of similar problems like, you know, snaps are like really errant. Oh yeah, you know, that makes total sense. Ju- yeah. You know, the timing of everybody's offense is a wreck. Uh there's so many procedure penalties and so many uh offsides penalties and and it's universal. I mean, it's all the big-time games. St. John Bosco, who's the number one team, you know, uh, the IE teams, the Orange County teams. We're going to do a Valley game on on Saturday, uh, so it's it's pretty interesting the way that uh, that's kind of universal with a lot of young people. Because even if young people did exercise for an hour a day, you know the other twenty four hours or twenty three, you know they just didn't do the things that they normally did. They didn't walk around campus. They didn't play pickup basketball. They didn't you know work a job. They didn't just do the st- stuff that people normally do so That's we're right. seeing a lot more soft tissue injuries and things of that nature and i'm sure it'll cycle through
2: well if there are kids all over the country or anything alike there was a lot of ipad time and a lot of video game time and not as much physical activity time um we're talking about the these kids on
3: youtube i kid the ones that buy like the lamborghinis and the kids that like just Keep eight-year-olds engaged all day on YouTube. I, I I hate them. I don't know what kind of statement I'm making, but I I hate these people. Well, my kids I mean, watch these shows. And yeah,
2: I you're them. right. I mean,
3: the the amount like uh, to watch pop- a kid play Minecraft is yes. not it's not fun. Like, why anyway? It's I used to watch the Golden Girls, and that's a great freaking show. Ask Rob Parker; he knows.
2: You know, but, what's funny? it's funny. You know what's funny is my kids don't really watch television. I mean, you're, to your point, they watch things on YouTube, I mean, it's their preferred way to be entertained. And uh, when I talk to other parents with kids around the same age, uh, there seems to be a consistent, you know, sort of opinion on that, regardless of who you are, you know, like, that's what your kids do.
3: It sucks. And (laughs) And the Disney Channel shows all suck, except for Big City Greens is pretty good.
2: Uh, I haven't watched, I mean, I, I watched some of the, uh, what's the Marvel show? The, uh, I, I can't even remember the, the, the witch uh, WandaVision, WandaVision. Yeah. I watched WandaVision and now my, uh, my family is watching the new Hawk and, uh, or Falcon or whatever thing that is. Uh, so, uh, they seem to be pretty happy with those.
3: Okay. Well, we all find different ways to be entertained in the city of the Ciudad and beyond. But I just wanted to say happy birthday. Uh, You deserve to have a great celebration for yourself and of yourself. I mean, I know you're not one to brag.
2: (laughs) Or draw attention to myself. Speaking of bragging, or draw attention to myself. uh, What did you think? You have been a big proponent of Mick Cronin in general. You like him. You've had a decent relationship with him even before he ended up as the uh, head coach of UCLA. Sort of a, uh, I mean, not sort of, a wildly unexpected run to the Final Four that ended in one of the best games in the history of the NCAA tournament. Uh, It's certainly modern history at an absolute minimum. What's the vibe uh, from the UCLA campus up in Westwood? What were your thoughts about that game? How would you sort of characterize the UCLA season and the way it came to a close?
3: Well, I would echo uh, a great analyst that's a big part of our show and the leading scorer in the history of the Pac-12, Don McClain, who said that He's just always reminded that when something like this happens, how big UCLA basketball's brand is and can be. And I don't think they'll be Cinderella's again or sneak up on anybody again under Mick Cronin, but this guy's a hell of a coach. And I don't know how many basketball games I've watched in succession where you watch a coach will a team to victory and toughness, in a way, and all these college basketball coaches, these bench jockeys, as we call them, you know, they are the stars of the tournament in a way because they don't turn over like the players do. That's right. So you know, we become kind of obsessed with them in a way. And Mick Cronin, it was so refreshing to me after winning the game to send them into the Final Four, which for any coach. is a uh, a monumental thing. And he's sitting there in the interview, and the first thing he did was thank his players. And, you know, obviously he coaches them hard as hell, you know. He thanks them, and then he thanks all the players that played for him that got him to that moment. And then went on with the interview. You know, not in a self-aggrandizing way really at all, but he's just a guy that seems to get it. He seems to understand young people and develop them and ultimately, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to coach a college basketball team, as as we've learned over the years, but at a place like UCLA to have a guy like that and have the whole country fall in love with it for a couple weeks is huge for that brand and huge for the Pac-12 and huge for their future. And just like your kid's Little League team, I mean, they had just... uh, won the Pac-12 or at least he had just won Pac-12 coach of the year in 2020 and they were headed into the Pac-12 tournament and who knows what that team would have done you know they would have he was he was having them develop and and peak right at that time at that time. So it seems like he's building something really special. And it's cool to see because like USC football, which is obviously in an opposite situation, if you pay attention, and I have to tell you a story when I'm done with this, but like USC football, that brand is huge. And when it's successful, like it was in the Leonard Bush and Pete Carroll era, it, 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 it sets the country on its neck. Everybody gets involved like they did with this UCLA team. Charles Barkley and Bill Raftery and Grant Hill showing them love. And when UCLA basketball is great, people go wild. They, It's a great brand. Bill Walton, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and John Wooden and Marcus Johnson and it goes on and on and Reggie Miller and Toby Bailey and all those. You know, it's just a cool thing. And it was great to see them have the success that they had and i i don't think that that's the last you'll hear a mick Cronin and ucla hoops
2: uh we're talking to i agree with you we're talking to petros papadakis am 570 la sports uh in addition to the ncaa tournament being able to be completed we've also got the start of major league baseball season i'm not sure what it felt like in la i
3: know that you guys well it hasn't happened yet uh friday we gonna games have- yet Well, they've had fans down at Angel Stadium, but Orange County's always been more open than L.A. County. Right. And I mean, whatever the rules said, you know, believe it or not, you could have sat down at most restaurants, probably indoors or somewhere in Orange County throughout the pandemic. And no one was going to say anything because the cops weren't going to enforce it. L.A. County's L.A. County's been different. But the Angels did have games, and they've had a lot of fun. I mean, Shohei Otani threw the ball 100 miles an hour and hit a home run the other night uh, in the same game. So it's been a lot of fun watching that. But the Dodgers don't start until Friday. Uh, here in uh, Los Angeles, they've been on the road in in Oakland and uh, in Colorado before that. But I got to tell you this, Clay. You know, spring football is happening around. I don't know if you've gone out to Tennessee to check out uh, your Vols yet. Uh, and vol.
2: Seriously, we're talking about potentially going out and watching that on. I think it's April twenty fourth. So yeah, they're having there a you know, go you know, in in Newland. But yes. Yeah, so what have well, you how
3: been? How about seeing? this? There's some guy off the street. I mean, not a hobo, I guess, but some guy just literally walked in randomly. I saw, the, I saw this story. I did McKay see the story, the headline, yes. At USC and got a jersey and got a helmet and got shoes and somehow got out to practice and started returning punts, Clay, before anybody recognized him. And they finally removed him and got campus security out there. And if this happened at Alabama or someplace like that, everybody would just shrug it off and say, wow, what a wacky deal. The fact that it's at SC and it's such a circus already and perceived to be a circus, I mean, I can't. You can't make this stuff up anymore, Clay. I, I can't. Now, somebody did get shot at one of our practices in the 90s. It was a stray bullet. But this Were you is there almost,
2: when the guy got shot from the stray bullet?
3: No. Uh it was before my time. But we were all quite aware of it.
2: Yeah. I uh, remember but, that story.
3: <laughs> yeah. I would uh, think that but, would hurt uh, on recruiting a little bit. Well, you know, he got shot in the ass. But uh <laughs> thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I mean, you know, eat less maybe your ass will be smaller yeah uh, but this this <laughs> this is almost more embarrassing in a way didn't they have I mean, johnny knoxville also
2: return punts no, as I, one I of the jackass back in the day yeah that was intentional was there for that but that's what uh, i immediately thought of the first time that I, when i saw the headline do they know who the guy is
3: I don't know. Like he, well, the story came from a really good reporter out here named Scott Wolf, yeah, who really just lives to be a negative reporter on USC, and I live to read his stuff. Yes, and uh, he uh, he's the one that got it from uh, from a, a campus security sources at USC because you know he's he's deeply rooted, more deeply rooted than than the current football uh, administration. So he's the one that dug out the story. And no one's really kind of, other than a few people picking it up, it hasn't been investigated further. But when I find out more, I will report back next week.
2: Well, what I'm fascinated by is—is is this like? I mean, was he a good punt returner? Right. I mean, was it somebody who could catch? Or the could punt? he field the
3: punt? Yeah. Yeah. That,
2: I mean, that's not an easy thing to do, right? In the uniform. No. Uh, do you know that story about how I uh, went out on the fields? My only uh, football achievement. What? I went out on the. I told you about this, right? When I won the halftime contest.
3: No. Oh, you never heard this story? No, but now so, I mean it's your birthday, so you might as well.
2: Yeah. Well, so when I was uh, 22, I was a, uh, I guess, a second year law student. I might have been 23. I was at a Tennessee Titans game against the Philadelphia Eagles, and they came out and they said uh, they, they just came up to me in the seat and they said, "Hey, would you like to be in the halftime contest?" And I was there in like t shirt shorts, you know, flip-flops. I mean, it's September in Nashville. It's like super hot. And so I, I said, yeah, sure, I'll go out there. And so they had us, uh, you know, they had the jugs machine set up. And they had, there was two different things you had to do. You had to catch a 25-yard punt. And then okay. if you caught the 25-yard punt. They put you back to catch a 40-yard punt. Did you you get them both? Yeah, yeah. If you caught both of them, you were allowed to return for the final game of the year for a chance to win a a huge prize package. So I caught the 25-yarder, and then I caught the 40-yarder. Did you cradle them, or did you catch them over your head like a bitch? No, no, no. I caught them, you know, like, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I I was – They started you off at the twenty-five and at the forty-yard line, so you had to move a few yards and judge the football, right? To catch, right, right. But it wasn't like—I mean, I wasn't in pads, so uh, you know, I caught it.
3: Well, you've uh, never been in pads. Let's be honest.
2: Yeah, I caught it conserv— I wasn't in a helmet either. I caught it conservatively, I would say. Right? It wasn't like I was trying to catch it with just my hands. Yeah.
3: Pads include the helmet. Yeah.
2: Uh, Well, sometimes they were—they potentially wanted us to be in a helmet. What happened at the at the final game? I won the car and the boat. I drew you a got to st- be a key. me. No, I drew a key that started the uh, the car. Uh, well, were you uh,
3: were you a center fielder as a baseball player? Uh,
2: I played. I, I was little league. I mean, I was. Uh, I played both in the outfield and third base, if I remember correctly.
3: So that's I mean, I'm, I'm like decent.
2: I'm decent at catching. Like I'm not an, I'm not awful at it.
3: Well, I mean, I could never return a punt in a football game without hurting my team, probably. And uh, I I have to be honest, you know, they always kind of liken it to the, the returning of a, or returning a punt to playing center field, which is uh, kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. b- because maybe you weren't were good at that. But uh, I did not know that you won a boat, like what, like a Grand Banks or like a schooner? Or know, I won about?
2: a uh, 2002 Mercury Mountaineer, which is like at the time, I'm a $35,000 car Love it. I used nice. to drive a Grand
3: Marquis champagne colored go.
2: couldn't get pulled go.
3: over if you were literally half asleep I mean it was really something
2: uh, and then uh, I also it was uh, like a pontoon boat um, so uh, you know like a pontoon you know what that is right Well, like a hovercraft,
3: like from, uh, like from, uh, it's kind uh, of what it's
2: like. It's like a floating living room. You know, it's not like it's, uh, you know, it's just kind of, uh,
3: is it like the Wild Things boat, the one, uh, Matt, Matt Dillon had?
2: I can't remember what Matt Dillon had. You had like a,
3: like a hovercraft.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's up, it's up on it a little bit. Like it looks a little bit like it's on, uh, what'd you do with it? Uh, I sold it because, I mean, I I lived in a, you know, I couldn't have a boat in my condo complex. I kept it. I drove it for like a decade.
3: What, so, a, what a great uh, success story. Yeah, for
2: you. I mean, you had no idea that was going to happen, this story. No, I mean, I still run to, into
3: people, because I did the PA at USC Basketball for over a decade. Yeah. And uh, I still run into people who are like, you know, I want a half-court contest, or I want a, you know, <laughs> something like I want a gift card to Shakey's Pizza from you. <laughs> it's kind of funny, because, I mean, they there are actual people that win those things, and one of them happens to be media Well, I will tell you this.
2: I will tell you this. I had hoped for a long time because I had to do a television commercial where I'm in the car and like I roll down the window and like point at the camera and I don't know what has happened. Like that has to be somewhere, right? I'd like to see footage of me winning. I'd like to see footage of me competing somewhere out there. There has to be like 20 year old footage of those uh of those reels but i well look i mean I, they, I have if, no if, idea yeah
3: that's a real call to action from your audience like if yes. there's one thing that deserves a sense of urgency to find and to, to get into the archives i mean to hell with this apruder film let's get that out there so we can Clay wants to see it for his a- birthday
2: amen amen that would be an incredible birthday gift for me <laughs> roast. there you go that's whistling uh we will yeah very well done Uh, We will talk to you next week. Uh, Happy birthday, uh, Clay. Thank you. I appreciate it, and uh, appreciate you coming on with us, as always. Uh, May you wear the crown every day. (laughs) I'll do my best. Uh, That is Petro's Pod Vegas, AM570, LA Sports, at the old P on Twitter. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis.
1: Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks? Coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the Three and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Choose from the full line of Continental tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their Continental test results. Tire ratings and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal—what more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com/sports. TireRack.com—the way tire buying should be.
2: With the conclusion of the NCAA tournament, we can see how I did in the M Drive Bracket Challenge. Dub, what was the final result? I had the Zags to win, but I had them playing against Baylor. How did I finish in the expert pool? Uh, I'm seeing
0: you finish third. So a strong showing out of the money, but a strong showing nonetheless.
2: Strong showing. Uh, I'll take third overall among uh, all of the experts here. Uh, Petros Papadakis. Thanks to him. He's always fantastic. Appreciate him joining us. Uh, In the second hour of the program, we were joined by Chad Withrow, one of our OutKick 360 employees who's doing great work on his daily show. Encourage you to uh, go out and make sure you subscribe to all of our content. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out OutKick, whether it's Google. Whether it's Stitcher, whether it's Spotify, whether it is iTunes, you can go give us five stars when Danny G returns from his quarantine. Perhaps he can actually, maybe we need to call Danny G. Should we make him come on the show while he's quarantining? It seems like to me, considering he's still getting a paycheck, we should call him one of these shows and uh, and put him on the spot and make him do some work. That seems fair to me. Does it seem fair to you?
1: It seems eminently fair. I want to know what his Masters picks are for tomorrow ahead of Thursday's first Yeah,
2: round. we're going to spend – I'm excited about that. Uh, the Masters, obviously, we had the November Masters, but we are going to uh, – I need look, I need a win. I need a win in a big way to get back competitive on Fox Bet Live because Sal and Furman had both Baylor and Gonzaga in the championship as one of their futures bets so, Sal ended up winning that, and uh, and his future, like, he's got an unbelievable good fortune. I mean, it's really kind of ridiculous uh, in terms of hitting some of these future bets. I mean, he had Tampa Bay, and they beat, uh, I had futures tickets on uh, the Saints, on the Packers, and on the Chiefs, and they beat them three straight, uh, Tampa Bay, as the underdog pulled off the upset there, and then he had Baylor, and they just pulled off the upset over Gonzaga from an odds-maker perspective. Uh, pretty crazy gambling-wise. Um, but I'm excited to dive into that tomorrow because the Masters Wednesday edition is when they do the par-3 challenge, right?
1: Well, that's not happening this year again. They canceled it this year. They canceled it, so...
2: I don't know why they had to cancel the par-3 challenge. It's Does such that a sense fun to
1: event to watch.
2: It is a great one. I, thought, I was looking forward to watching that tomorrow. So I guess that's not going on. So but we want to all get our bets in uh before the uh, the Masters actually tease off on Thursday, which will be happening while we're on the air both Thursday and Friday, right? Which will be pretty fun uh to have the uh, the Masters underway and uh and be able to follow that back in the spring. Weather is perfect. Uh I'm excited uh to be able to get out my 6-year-old uh, t- and my 10-year-old they uh, they have uh, little league starting today, so I'm excited to get out. I'm coaching one of the uh, one of the assistant coaches on my ten year olds, and uh, that should be pretty fantastic. So I can't wait to be able to uh, to break all that down. It should be pretty fantastic, uh, and uh, I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We have finished another season. All the Corona Bros out there said. There's no way college sports can happen this year. Well, we just finished another season, and we did it safely. Congrats to Scott Drew, to all the members of the Baylor men's basketball program, as well as all the fans out there that have been through truly thick and thin. If you are a diehard Baylor basketball fan, man, from 1950 until 2008, you went to one NCAA tournament. One. One. You had to watch a lot of March Madness that didn't involve your team. And then, credit to Scott Drew, he got things turned around and truly has managed to have one of the greatest title runs of all time when you consider where they were when he started on probation for a murder investigation, one NCAA tournament in the last 50 years, all the way to hoisting the hardware Uh, in Indianapolis on Monday night. Congratulations to Baylor Bears everywhere. We'll be back tomorrow. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.